Hello. My name is Matt. And my name is Cam. And you're listening to Mysteries, Conspiracies and Random Shit. The show where we unravel some of the most famous stories about unsolved cases, pop culture crimes, conspiracies, controversies and so much more. Each week you'll hear us dive into a new topic and give you all the facts you need to know as well as hearing our take on things. Which, let's be honest, as we said last week, might end up in. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Completely could do. Yeah. Probably not this week though. It should yeah. be fine this week. Should be all good. Um Yes, we have loads of pages set up now. Cam does all the editing. I've kind of done all the admin work. So got Instagram, Facebook, Patreon. We've got our first episode that's been published as well, which is really exciting. I was so nervous, but we've sorted all that out. Um so yeah, it's been an exciting week, hasn't it? It has. All is good in the hood. It is. It is, finally. Yes. Let's just hope this second attempt goes well. We've got an interesting week this week. I have done the research. I have finished my uni work. This time last night when we were recording, I was stressed because I hadn't. We've handed it all in. So I've got plenty of time to do research and I'm doing it this week and hopefully next week. I'll be doing it. Yeah, we've got some ideas, we've been brainstorming different things. I think it'll be nice as well because I like when Tom tells me really interesting facts or we watch videos together and I find it really fascinating. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited for it. So yeah, um, right, let me get my notes up for this week. So this week we're going to do The Wizard of Oz. However, we are not going through the film. <laughs> we are going through nope. the yeah, we're going through it, Although we probably would have time to watch the whole film in the time this podcast is going on. <laughs> probably, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to go on about like, the behind the scenes. This is actually something I've been interested in, something I've read about before, so I was excited to do it. I don't think Cam knows about some of this stuff. Most likely not. No, there's, especially with it as well, there was, there's quite a few things that have been false as well that aren't true. So I've had to do a lot of research and get my facts right because I don't really want to give false facts if I'm being honest. So yeah, but I'm going to go. I've got quite a lot of notes, so kind of want to dive into it as quick as possible because I don't want this to be too long. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've got quite a lot of notes, so bear with. Um, we're going to go through the actual kind of introduction to the film as in like what the film's about a little bit. However, I'm sure if you are listening to this, you probably know what the film's about. <laughs> Let's be honest. Who hasn't watched this film? However, didn't know when this film was released. I thought it was released a lot sooner than it actually was. Do you know when this film was released, Cal? Uh, honestly, 50s? 1939. Oh. I know. I didn't realise that. Didn't I thought that. it was like a 60s film. So yes, it has been nearly 83 years since The Wizard of Oz came out on the 15th of August, 1939. So, I'm going to go through a little description of the movie. So, in a sepia-toned Kansas, Dorothy Gale lives with her... Oh my god, I can't even say that. Cairn Terrier Toto on a farm belonging to her Aunt Em and Uncle Henry. Toto bites Miss Almira Gulch on the leg, leading to her leading her to obtain a sheriff's order to have him destroyed. 
Which is a bit fucking serious to audio <laughs> dog to be destroyed, let's be honest. But whatever. Um this woman probably does not like dogs. Um doesn't seem like it. No, definitely not. To get the sheriff. Um Miss Gulch takes Toto away, but he escapes and returns to Dorothy. She decides to run away to save her dog. Not far away from the farm, she runs into Professor Marvel, a fortune teller who uses his crystal ball to make Dorothy believe that Aunt M is heartbroken. Dorothy then rushes home as a tornado approaches. Aunt M, Uncle Henry and the farmhands take shelter in the storm cellar and lock it behind them. Dorothy has to seek shelter in her bedroom where the window is blown in and hits her on the head, knocking her unconscious. The house is sent spiralling into the air and she awakens to see various figures fly by including Mrs Gulch who transforms into a witch flying a broomstick. The movie then shifts to Technicolor as Dorothy's house lands in Munchkinland in the land of Oz. Gilda the Good Witch of the North and the Munchkins welcome her as a heroine as the fallen house has killed the Wicked Witch of the East. As the Munchkins celebrate the end of their enslavement by the witch, the Wicked Witch of the West, the same witch Dorothy saw in the Cyclone, arrives to claim her sister's ruby slippers. But I think I called her Gilda and she's called Glinda. It's because it's writing's <laughs> tiny. Oh my god, that's so embarrassing. Gilda. Every single week I'm getting a How are you word paying wrong. attention? Honestly. To be honest, I didn't even know her name until I had a look at this. I just thought she was like the good witch. Um uh. so <laughs> anyway, so yeah. The Wicked Witch of the West um, takes, sorry, the Wicked Witch of the Rest arrives to claim his sister's West. Ruby, West arrives to claim his sister's ruby slippers, but Glinda transfers them onto Dorothy's feet. Enraged, the witch swears to revenge on Dorothy and vanishes. Glinda tells Dorothy to follow the yellow brick road to Emerald City, where she can ask the Wizard of Oz to help her return home. On her journey, Dorothy meets a scarecrow who wants a brain, a tin man who seeks a heart, and a cowardly lion who deserves cor- desires courage. Deserves courage. Oh, he does. He does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the three of these guys resemble her aunt and uncle's farmhands. She then invites them to accompany her and asks the wizard for what they lack. Despite the witch's attempts to stop them, with sleeping spells and other magic, they reach the city and see the wizard, who appears as a giant ghostly head. Which actually, whenever I watched the film as a little kid, used to freak me out. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. As soon as it got to that bit, I had to turn the movie off and I didn't watch it because I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, he agrees to grant their request if they bring him the witch's broomstick. As they make their way... To the witch's castle, the witch sends her winged monkeys to capture Dorothy. With Dorothy captured and brought to her, the witch tries to take off the slippers, but after they harm her, she realises that the slippers will only be removed after Dorothy's life ends. Bit fucking brutal. Um, Very. (laughs) She turns over an hourglass full of blood red sand and leaves Dorothy to die. Toto escapes and leads her three friends to the castle. They ambush the three guards don their uniforms and free Dorothy. The witch and more guards pursue and surround them, and then the witch sets fire to the scarecrow, causing Dorothy to toss a bucket of water on him inadvertently. In, Are you okay there? Just open a drink. I 
going to say. Uh, it's all good. <laughs> I'm trying to read this description and you're just having a little party over there. Yeah. <laughs> right, let me get to where I was. Yeah, so the, the Dorothy splashes water on the scarecrow and it ends up going on, like, splashing onto the witch who melts until only her black witch outfit remains. The guards rejoice and give Dorothy her broomstick. Upon their return, the wizard stalls in fulfilling his promises until Toto pulls back a curtain, exposing the wizard as a con man operating machinery. He resembles Professor Marvel, the fortune teller. Dorothy met back in Kansas. Admitting to being a humbug, he insists he is a good man, but a bad wizard. He gives the scarecrow a diploma, the lion a medal and the tin man a ticking heart-shaped clock, helping them see that they already had what they wanted all along. He then offers to take Dorothy and Toto home in his hot air balloon, revealing that he is also from Kansas and originally a carnival showman before his balloon escaped Kansas and brought him to the Emerald City. As Dorothy and the wizards prepare to depart, the wizard places the scarecrow in charge of Emerald City, the tin man and the lion as his aides. Toto sees a cat and leaps from Dorothy's arms. As Dorothy pursues Toto, the balloon departs with the wizard. Glinda then appears and tells Dorothy that she has already had the power to return home using the ruby slippers. After Dorothy bids the scarecrow tin man and lion farewell, Glinda instructs her to tap her heels together three times and say... There's no place like home. There we go. When Dorothy does, she awakens in her bedroom, surrounded by her family and friends. Everyone dismisses her adventure as a dream, but Dorothy insists it was real. Nothing, noting that she saw them in Oz. Uh, noting. <laughs> she says she will never run away again and declares, there's no place like home, closing the movie. So, that is a brief description of the film. I'm not going to lie when I read it over because I think the last time I watched Wizard of Oz was when I was younger. I didn't realise that they went to see the wizard and then went back to the witch. I thought that scene happened before they went to the wizard and then that was the end of the movie. See, I can't really remember much of the original film. I've watched Wicked that many times. Ah, I get you. So you've watched like but, sequels you, to it. Yeah, yeah. Cause you, but you've yeah. not watched Wicked. Obviously, Wicked's not a film. It's a... It's a like a West End production. Yeah, yeah. There is sequels to The Wizard of Oz, but it took a very long time for them to be produced. But I'm going to go into like the actual background of the movie, not like the synopsis of it. So basically, The Wizard of Oz is an American musical fantasy film produced by Metro Goldwyn Mayer. Now, this is the film company that has the lion on the little, like, in the circle thing. I don't know how to describe it. The lion on the circle thing? The lion. Oh, the lion. The lion that roars, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it has the lion. MGW? So MGM. MGM. Yeah. I've literally just said it. Metro oh, Golden no. Mayor. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not listening, honestly. I should have just said MGM. No, but I wanted to say, like, the proper thing. Well, we'll add all these. Uh, so obviously we're recording this in video as well as audio. Um, oh, we'll yes. add all these to the screen so you can all see it. Yeah, so we will During have... the episode. Yes. If you want to watch the YouTube, that is. 
yes, we will have little clips on there, and then also on our Patreon, have the full thing. Yeah. If anyone wants to watch the full thing, then there it is. Um, right, let me get back to it. So yeah, The Wizard of Oz is an American musical fantasy film produced by Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, an adaptation of L. Frank, can't say that, but Bounds, 1900 children's fantasy novel The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. The film was primarily directed by Richard Fleming, who left the production to take over the troubled Gone with the Wind, and stars Judy Garland, Frank Morgan, yeah, Frank Morgan, Ray Bolger, Bert Law, Jack Haley, Billy Burke, and Margaret Hamilton. Noel Langley, Florence Ryerson, and Edgar Allan Wolfe received credit for the screenplay, but others made uncredited contributions. The songs were written by Edgar Harburg and composed by Harold Arlen. Remember Harold Arlen? Yeah. The musical score and incidental music were composed by Herbert Stothart. Have a look. Characterised by its use of technical, fantasy storytelling, musical score and memorable characters, The Wizard of Oz was moderately, moderately successful upon its original release on the 25th of August 1939. The film was considered a critical success and was nominated for six Academy Awards including Best Picture, winning in two categories, Best Original Song for Over the Rainbow and Best Original Score. While the film was sufficient... The, the the song. <laughs> so yeah, while the film was sufficiently popular at the box office, it failed to make a profit for MGM until the 1949 re-release, earning only 3.017 million on a 2.7 million budget, not including promotional costs, which made it MGM's most expensive production at the time. MGM were trying to beat the commercial success of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and it worked. And it that's did. really interesting that that came out then as well. So yeah, it's really weird. Um, the Wizard of Oz has become the source of many quotes referenced in contemporary pop culture. The film ranks often on critics', critics lists of greatest films of all time, and is the most commercially successful adaptation of L. Frank Baum's work. Mm -hmm. But despite its commercial success, The Wizard of Oz is seen by some as cursed. There were so many serious accidents on set that those Oscar nominated special effects almost cost cast members their lives, from two actors playing winged monkeys crashing to the ground when the wires that hoisted them up on the air broke, to the Wicked Witch of the West stunt double Betty. Danko, injuring her left leg when the broomstick exploded. Oh, not so quite yes. sure how a broomstick explodes. Me or, neither. Or, again... Spontaneous combustion. Let's think this is obviously over 80 years ago. Well, yeah. At this moment in time, and obviously things have developed so far that there was even things like, let's even think about the time of the war, like smoking. Oh, it, yeah, like World, World War Two. without World War Two. We would not be where we are today. Yeah. No way. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's like yeah. simple things, like as I said, like smoking. Te technology advanced. Sorry. Technology advanced exponentially during World War II. Oh, definitely. 
Yeah. So even between 1939, obviously, when this came out. Yeah. And uh, when did the war end? 1945? Yes, you're correct. So <laughs> from when it came out to when it ended, it probably could have made it even better than it was. Oh, yeah. They could have made this movie a lot better than it was. Oh, yeah. Because of what happened. <laughs> But there was a lot of shit that happened. And again, it, prob- it probably wouldn't have even been thought of during the war. So, well, yeah, like as as I was gonna say, like even like smoking, which is like obviously still people people still do it now, but like the health effects weren't known. So no. like even then, like obviously everyone used to do it. It was like this amazing new thing, and even like with like even like medication, like. Everything's progressed so much since then. It's just like simple things. It is. So yeah, you never know. The broomstick could have been made out of some weird material that everyone thought was an amazing new invention, and then asbestos. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, it, 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 it wouldn't have been asbestos because it's fireproof. <laughs> I know. I'm joking. Um, but yeah, it could have been made out of anything that at the time was like a new invention. And then like now we're just like, oh my God, why the hell did you even use that? But then what, in like another 80 years, we'll be using things now that people are going to be like, why no, the hell are you using yeah. that? <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, platinum in phones. Yeah. Because you have to use platinum for all the uh, components. Yeah. In computers, phones, anything with a processor in it, basically. Yeah. And they are quickly running out of it. Oh. Black oil, though, isn't it, for fuel? Well, yeah. Let's well, be the, See, the thing is, there's so many places where there's not even oil yet. They're just, just playing on us, just trying to make us pay more. I'm not even going to get into that debate. It's just not even on <laughs> No, petrol prices, as you all know, in the UK have risen ridiculously over the last few months. Yes. It must be, what, 30, 40 pence more than it was? Yeah. They're going down a little bit now, though. Only a tiny bit, but every penny counts. Well, yeah. yeah. So. And if you've got a nice Costco card like we have, it's uh, quite a bit cheaper than everywhere else. Yeah. Well, even still, it's still ridiculously priceless. But, yeah. Is what it is. Right, so shall we start going on behind the scenes? Yeah, interesting so, stuff. Yes, I've put a couple of false ones in. However, I have stated that they were false, but I'm going to read them out anyway, as to basically because I feel like if people know about this topic, they might have read them and not realised that they were false. Yeah, uh, can you turn the TV off? Thank you. Also, if I keep looking to one side of the screen, it's because Cam's here. So I keep looking over there. I keep forgetting because yeah. I can't see him on my screen. She's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We. And, uh, too I many technical difficulties. All over the place. Yeah. Because I've got two monitors in front of me with the recording on one side and Mads on the other screen. Yeah. To see me, yeah, I can't see him, so I kind of keep looking over, forgetting that I can't keep looking over. Yeah, but well, I guess podcast wise, absolutely <laughs> fine. Yeah, so exactly. Okay. The finished product, from what you guys see, will should be perfect or near enough. Yeah, let's hope. That's <laughs> enough. Second episode. Yeah. First one filmed. So we're 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 getting there. We're getting there. 
We're trying to figure it out. Let's hope so. Bloody hell. Buddy Ebsen was originally cast in the role of the Tin Woodman. However, throughout this, and I've noticed it, I noticed it yesterday, I keep saying Tin Woodman. Because in the original... He was, a, was he a Tin Man? Yes. However, uh... in the original book, he was called the Tin Woodman. Tim or Tin? Tin. Woodman. Oh. Which is like really weird because he's called the Tin Man. The Tim Man in the film. Yeah, he's, he's not a Tin Wood Man. Not but in, both. But in, <laughs> but in the book, he's called the Tin Woodman. Oh. This is what I'm trying to say, which is really interesting. I noticed it. So, yeah, anyway, so if I say both, he is both. But obviously, in the movie, he's one version, and in the book, he's another. So, Woody Ebsen was originally cast in the role of the Tin Woodman, aka the Tin Man. But he was essentially poisoned by the makeup. Which was made of pure aluminium or uh, aluminium. And arsenic. Yeah, it's made of pure aluminium dust. Nine days after filming started, he was hospitalised, sitting under an oxygen tent. When he was not getting better fast enough, the filmmakers hired Jack Haley to be the Tin Man instead. This time, instead of applying the aluminium powder, the makeup artist mixed it into a paste and painted it on him. He did develop an infection in his right eye that needed medical attention, but it ended up being treatable. So basically, uh, they had to recast the Tin Man. Fair enough. Because the original one got hospitalised because yeah, he'd been poisoned. Him. Yes. <laughs> Which is one of those things where you don't realise until like literally eight years later and you're like, why the fuck are you doing that? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Another one as well. Margaret Hamilton, who played the Wicked Witch of the West, got burned. West. Why do I keep saying it like that? I don't know. You keep saying Wicked Witch of the Rest. West. Oh my god, I need to go back to school. Honestly, it's embarrassing. Learn to read, bitch. Oh yeah, I saw a really interesting thing on TikTok earlier. Uh, apparently, there was a, an English literature student on, yes. uh, and they were saying... Apparently, we're not supposed to read. So you know how you, when you're reading? Yeah. Like, in your head? Yes. You're reading at your voice speed, aren't you? Uh, more than likely. I'm just trying to think then. I'm yeah, like, no. So, re- yeah, yeah, yeah. so read something in front of you now, in your head. Oh, yeah, I do read it in like voice you're speed, in yeah. a, Your inner voice yeah. reads it at that speed. Apparently, you're not meant to do that. I imagine the stuff, though, when I oh, read. Yeah. No, but I mean, you're not you're not meant to read like that's how people read faster. That's like how the the Rain Man reads multiple pages at once. Right. Ah. Because he reads. He don't read with his inner voice. Right. He I reads get you. with his brain somehow. Yeah, yeah, I get you. You guys might know what we're on about. But yeah, I get you. I do. It's quite interesting. Yeah. But it'd be quite Little fact to slip into the... Yeah, relevant to the podcast, I suppose. Right. So, about Margaret Hamilton again. So, she played the Wicked Witch of the West. The West. The West. 
and she got burns and the makeup artist had to rush to remove her copper makeup so that it wouldn't seep through her wounds and become toxic. Unlike Ebsen, she didn't get fired because they could live with her without her on set for several more weeks because obviously even though the Wicked yeah. Witch of the West played a really big role, it wasn't as big of a role. Tim Man. Weren't the main character. Yes. So, there's a rumour going around now, trigger warning, because this talks... It's a false rumour, however, I'm just going to put a trigger warning in there because it talks about suicide. Just to put that. If you want to skip past it, skip past it. Um, basically... One of the false rumours is that an actor who played a munchkin hung himself on set. So basically, in a scene where Dorothy... What? One of the... Because obviously they used real midgets, didn't they? Well, I say midgets. People with little person syndrome. Get, get your facts right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try saying it again. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not very nice. Oh, no. It's all right. Okay. Um, in a scene where Dorothy, the Scarecrow, and the Tin Man you were skipping... You my question, though. I don't want to. Please. What, what was your question? So, the, the actors that played the Munchkins... Yes. ...were actual Munchkins. They were dwarf. Ah. I think so. I thought, no, I'm pretty sure they were. Yeah, I feel like they were... Yeah, I don't know if some of them were children as well. I don't know. Let me Google it. I didn't actually look into that. That's a very good in that's a very good question. In the musical Munchkin. No, that's not one. Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz and the Little People. You can probably tell by that photo. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, they were. They were actual actual dwarves. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, back to it. In a scene where Dorothy, the Scarecrow, and the Tin Man are skipping down the yellow brick road, singing, We Off to See the Wizard, wonderful Wizard of Oz, some... Yes. The famous line. Um, some think the dark, moving figure hanging from a tree in the background is an actor who hanged himself on set. More likely, it's one of the exotic birds that the filmmakers borrowed from the Los Angeles Zoo in order to create a wilderness setting. According to the fact-checking website, Snopes.com, the rumour has been circulating around since 1989, the time of the 50th anniversary of the film's release. Now, obviously, I popped a trigger warning in there because it's apparently false. However, there are photos on the internet of this i'm obviously not going to share them even though we do share photos i don't wish to share that um where some people do think this and if I've you heard, really want to find it all you have to do is google it oh yeah definitely like if you want to have like dig into it a bit more yourselves but it has come out false however obviously <clears throat> we might not know unless someone from yeah. the film admits it but... also there was another rumor that is possibly false. However, it involves Judy Garland and she has not ever spoken out on this, so there's no way in telling if it was true or false. Another trigger warning. So, in a memoir by Judy Garland's third husband, Sid Luft, which we will get into later, published 
2017. He writes that after bar hopping in Culver City, the actors who played the munchkins would make Judy's life miserable by putting their hands under her dress. Harmit says it's true that the actors would go drinking near the Culver City Hotel where they stayed, but he says that their interactions with Garland did not rise to the level of what Luff described. Nobody on the movie ever saw her or heard of a munchkin assaulting her. Garland did say the drinking was annoying in an interview with a talk show host Jack Parr, but experts on Garland's life say that her rant about being uh, scarred by the rowdy behaviour on set may have been a deflection from the real damage she suffered during that time at the hands of the studio. Garland was only 16 when she made The Wizard of Oz, and her struggles with depression and disordered eating started at an early age and continued for the rest of her life. She claimed that the studio executives gave, gave her uppers and sleeping pills so she could keep up with the demanding pace of the show business. Of show business, sorry. These were also to keep her weight down as she was forced to wear a tight corset to conceal her womanly figure. She struggled with drug addiction and attempted suicide several times before she died of an accidental overdose in 1969, at just 47 years old. Uh -huh. And Homet said, if she was a normal kid, allowed to go to a normal school and not come into the industry until she was an adult, he doubts that the tragedy that became her life in the last years. Most likely. Yeah. Now I get into a bit more about Judy's life later because she had quite a few husbands. And the person who wrote this book called Sid Loft, I get into him as well. Because... He was not a very nice person himself. Yeah. But obviously this is a rumour where she's never admitted it, so you can't prove whether it was true or false because obviously only really she would be able to say if it was true or the people that were accused yeah. of molesting her. So yeah. So we'll get into the next one. No more trigger warnings at the moment. We're all good. Or good in the hood. Toned it down a bit. <laughs> so yeah, the next point was that the costumes were pure torture for the actors. So basically, the actors had to endure utter torture to wear their costumes. For starters, Bert Lars cowardly lion costume was made from actual lion hide and weighed about ninety pounds. It didn't allow for much ventilation, so Lar was constantly sweating during filming. It got so bad that it took two assistants to dry out the costume every night. He also wasn't allowed to eat while in his makeup since it was so difficult to apply. At first he tried to remain agreeable and just live on milkshakes and soup so he didn't ruin it. But when filming the movie went on for years, he put his foot down and requested a makeup redo after lunch. Now the filming went on for years because this movie went through three directors. So it took quite a lot of years for this movie to even come out in the first place. Right. And obviously only the Tin Man was recast. Yeah. I think Dorothy was recast a couple of times as well. Um, I don't know if Julie, Judy Garland got it at first. I think there was a few reasons why she didn't. Um, but yeah, so obviously the movie went on for years. And I don't think, especially myself, would not want to live on milkshakes and soup for a few years. No, definitely not. So, yeah, understandable. Well, I mean, he can eat at daytime, lads. 
He does go home at night. Yeah, however, you don't know how long their filming day was. Because they were obviously... eight hours. Yeah, they were obviously to a tight schedule that had been delayed for so many years, etc, etc. Like, we don't know. Can I have breakfast before? That's true. It's <laughs> <laughs> not like they're just having soups and milkshakes for three years. Yeah, but if you were without food for three, three years, not three, if you were without food for eight hours a day, you wouldn't like oh, it. If I had a good breakfast, I think I'd live. I don't think you would. <laughs> But yeah, anyway. Well, it depends how much you're getting paid. True, true. So, going back to Buddy Ebsen, his Tim Mann suit was made of metal, so he couldn't even sit down in it. When he got tired, the poor guy had to lean on a board. <laughs> he couldn't sit down. And then said, stage makeup and prosthetics in 1939 were nowhere near what they are today. Ray Bolger's scarecrow makeup left deeply embedded marks in his skin that didn't disappear for more than a year after the movie wrapped up filming. Luckily, this would never happen. Well, no. They'd probably just CGI it all. Yeah. He'd be oh, running, yeah. running around in blue suits. Definitely. So, anyway, going back on to the directors, I'm about to talk about that now. So, there was uh. four different producers that worked on the movie. Basically, the film went through four different producers by the time it was through. Richard Fort, the first director, insisted that Julie, Judy Garland wear a blonde wig and thick makeup to depict Dorothy. When Buddy Epson got sick from his Tim Mann makeup and filming shut down for two weeks, the studio fired Thorpe and replaced him with George Booker of My Fair Lady. Booker encouraged Garland to wear natural makeup and play Dorothy less cartoonish and more natural. He later left the film to work on Gone with the Wind instead, and Victor Fleming took his place. However, Cooker came back a few weeks later after getting fired from Gone with the Wind, um, and he was supposedly fired because he was homosexual. Right. Well, that's understandable in 1937. Yeah. Different. 39. Was that in natural? Oh, yeah, sorry. No, it would have been 3637. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, different times, wasn't it? Um, It said director King Vidor was responsible for most of the sepia sequences and also helped um, edit in in post production. Right. Um, And then another fact while filming, the famous slap scene between Dorothy and the Cowardly Lion. The young actress couldn't stop giggling. After several ruined takes, director Victor Fleming, who was only on the film for a few weeks, took Judy Garland aside, slapped her across the face, and then told her to go in there and work. The next time she attempted the scene, she did it perfectly. Obviously, once again, different times. Yeah, yeah. And this is... Another fact which I find out, found out, and I feel like there would be absolute uproar. As soon as I'm going to say this, you're not going to be, ha- be very happy about this. What? Do you want to have a guess? No. Just... I'll um, say. Um. The song, Over the Rainbow, was almost cut from the movie. Since, no way. Yeah. The producers thought it was too slow and long for younger kids watching the movie. No. Iconic song. I know. Exactly. Exactly. And we were kids when we watched this movie and it was iconic. Extremely iconic. And it basically said the studio head thought it was too depressing 
but then they ultimately ultimately decided to leave in when one producer and assistant producer threatened to quit if the song was cut. So thank God for that producer and assistant producer because that song is iconic and has won so many awards. Like I'll play it. I'll yeah. play it. Somewhere over the Skies are blue. So that is Judy Garland singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Yes, and it was nearly caught. And yes, there will, will be a lot of people in uproar about that decision. Definitely. Including me. <laughs> um, also, <clears throat> side note, Kurt Warner was a set designer and wardrobe assistant in Hollywood in the 1970s. When MGM needed a clean-out of their warehouses, they enlisted Warner to help out, offering him whatever costume pieces he wanted for free. Among the items he took, you ask? Scarlett O'Hara's dress, Humphrey Bogart's trench coat, and several pairs of ruby slippers. But they were worth an absolute shit ton. You've read my mind. Today, Dorothy's red shoes are worth at least $1.5 dollars. Each. Oh, they've, they've got to be worth more than that. I bet if they went to auction, they'd go to go for way more than. They probably would. Also, did you know that the slippers were originally going to be silver? Huh. And because it was one of the first Technicolor films, they wanted it to appear brighter. Right. So yeah, the slippers were. Yeah. Also, as well. I suppose not. Not many people had TVs then. Yeah. So like my granny always told me, um, in their village, it was the first, like they were one of the first families to have a TV. Yeah, exactly. It and wasn't not like just a radio spread. in the house. Yeah. Which, she was born in 42. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't very widespread, was it? No. no literally no one had tellies in the UK. Yeah. Also. I mean, if, you, if you were like upper class, you'd obviously have a TV. Just, could all afford it but working class literally no one had anything other than a radio yeah you were lucky if you had a radio yeah our times have changed mm-hmm. the fact and it as much as we in this day and age still haven't sorted out the pay gap toto the dog Got paid more than the money. <laughs> he got paid one hundred and twenty-five dollars a week, which the in dog. those in those times was a lot of money. Yeah, probably like old. Yeah, but this is what I mean. This is like discrimination at its finest. Yeah, because they were properly against people with disabilities. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. The dog got paid more. Than a human being. Well, I mean, it played a bigger part in the film, <laughs> I guess, but he's still a dog. That's what I mean. It's, yeah. Yeah. All, but, right, so finished with all the little facts about the Wizard of Oz, I'm now actually going to get into the cast and their lives. Because as much as the Wizard of Oz had some tragic things happen, the cast had some tragic things it kind of didn't go on pat 
like it went on past the actual movie itself and went on throughout their lives. So, the cast of The Wizard of Oz aren't just pretending to be friends on camera. The four main actors are actually really close. So, Jack Haley, the Tin Man, was the godfather to Bert Law's cowardly lion, Bert Law the Cowardly Lion's son, John. And then Judy Garland's daughter, Liza Minnelli, married Jack Haley's son as well. And then Ray, who was a scarecrow, gave the eulogy at Margaret Hamilton's funeral, who was a wicked witch. Now, I'm going to get into the backstory of all the characters and basically their lives after and stuff like that. Yeah. Judy Garland's is quite long. Obviously, she's the main character. She's had five husbands. And it's not just to where I'm just saying all five husbands for the sake of it. They all have things. Yeah. So, yeah, as I was going to try and cut it down a little. Actually, this needs to be. So, after The Wizard of Oz, Judy marries five times. Her first husband, David Rose, was a British composer who worked with Judy for many years with MGM. He was 19 and he was 31 when they married. Mm-hmm. This is a regular. During the time she was married, she had to have a secret abortion due to her work commitment. Her mum forced her to do this. Uh. So, yeah, she. I think she got married a couple of years after she finished The Wizard of Oz. And yeah, she was forced to have an abortion by her mother because they didn't want her to stop working. Right. Um... Judy and David then divorced after two years of marriage. Her second husband, I don't want to say his first name because I'm going to get it wrong and you're probably going to laugh at me. Well, what is it? I think it's like Vincente or Vincente, something like that. I don't know, I can't see it. It might be Vincente, but his surname's Minelli because the Wilson. famous surname. Yeah, Wilson. Yes. Um, he was a director, and he met Judy on the set of Meet Me in St. Louis. The film became MGM's highest-selling film to date. Manelli was nearly 20 years Garland senior, and they married in 1945, and the following year, Judy gave birth to Liza Manelli. The Liza Manelli, may I add. After Liza's birth, Judy became bedridden with postpartum depression. She ended up suffering a mental breakdown and visited a psychiatric clinic on two occasions. This, unfortunately, aside from obviously while she was filming with Zervoz, when they forced her to go on sleeping pills and uppers, yeah, this was kind of the starting point to what led to her to spiral and her death, basically. Uh-huh. So after Manelli was removed as director from a film, this sent Judy into a spiral where she increased her drug usage, tried multiple suicide attempts, and led to her mind down. Once again, trigger warning. The entire thing Holland is kind of a trigger warning as well. It talks about multiple mental health problems, suicide, abuse, etc. I guess you guys will probably be quite <laughs> used to that, listening to mysteries and conspiracies. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually it entails death, suicides, yeah. yeah. All sorts. I just of don't yeah. Bad stuff. 
so yeah yeah i just don't want to get told off for not adding a trigger warning so yeah trigger warning major trigger warning anyway side note minelli also caused the marriage to break down even further due to him having affairs with men well right so in 1949, the couple separated and divorced in 1950. So they had four years of marriage. Yeah. Judy's third marriage was to movie producer Sid Luft. Do you remember Sid Luft? Mm, yes. Yes, who wrote the book? Yeah. Yeah, that was on about earlier. So this was her longest marriage, but still not her best. They were both married before and started seeing each other soon after their marriages ended. Now, I've had a look into the timeline of this. The timeline is a bit sketchy. Yeah. They met before they got divorced, however, got together after both of their previous marriages ended. Yeah. So it's a bit sketchy, but obviously can't confirm it deny any. No, well, it were illegal then, weren't it? Yeah, it's... Adultery. Yeah, sketchy timelines, all of In this, America, all that. In America, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Judy then had her second abortion at the start of this relationship is she didn't want to give up her career so her mum didn't force her to have this abortion she was obviously finding fame yeah um but this abortion basically happened quite soon after they got together so i think if the timelines were a bit jumbled up it might not have worked out anyway with yeah so yeah um they then married in 1952 and welcomed a girl lorna and then the year after, welcomed a son, Joey. This marriage broke down in 1963 due to Judy's drug use and depression. It was also reported by Judy that Luft was a heavy drinker and struck her nu- on numerous occasions. Their, mm-hmm. their divorce was finalised in 1965. Luft then went on to write a memoir about his marriage to Judy before he passed in 2005. Now, obviously, we've mentioned this earlier. Yeah. Um, This memoir that he released, obviously, is kind of his side of everything. Judy, by this time, had passed away. Yeah. Unfortunately. So, there's no... With this memoir, you you only get his version of events. And, obviously, if she's accusing him of certain things, don't know. There's not the full truth in everything, yeah. basically. But there never will be. No. Um, so Judy's fourth marriage was to an actor and tour manager, Mark Heron. They quickly married in 1965, months after her divorce was finalised. This was a short marriage, as within five months they had separated due to once again another husband being abusive towards her. He said he only hit her in self-defence. Their divorce was finalised in 1967. Right. Then Judy's last marriage was to Mickey Dean's. This was her shortest marriage, only lasting three months due to Judy's passing. During yeah. her yes. So during her last few months, Judy's depression got worse and she was plagued with the pressure of continuing to perform and debt. Her substance abuse was also taking its toll on her. Dean was twelve years Judith's junior, and the reason they got together was because he provided her with drugs. Right. Which obviously really helped. So no, obviously that didn't work out. Yeah, because the obviously this is a controversial opinion. However, he basically when they met, 
they literally met because he brought drugs to her hotel room and obviously because of the situation she was going through at the time and this was her fifth marriage let's be honest yeah she was obviously really not in a good place and within three months of their marriage she passed away well he went daft where he wanted all money yeah it's a bit awkward because they married in 1969 and obviously three months later judy died of an overdose with only 12 days until the 47th yeah now in terms of the overdose it's would that have happened you know what i mean obviously she yeah, no, obviously i know clearly was abusing drugs but she, as, as yeah. everyone knows what you mean yes okay <laughs> it's a clear correlation marries a drug dealer dies yeah no he's not a drug dealer he just provided them yeah no drugs pretty much a drug dealer. <laughs> so yeah um so jack halo so jack was already married to a woman called florence mcfadden when he filmed the wizard of oz they remained inseparable until his death they had a son, Jack Jr., who became a successful film producer and a daughter, Gloria. Jack Jr. ended up marrying Liza Minnelli, daughter. Their marriage ended in divorce in 1979. Jack ended up dying of a heart attack and died on the 6th of June, 1979. At his funeral, his eulogy was concluded by saying, it's going to be, an awfully, lo- it's going to be awfully lonely down that yellow brick road now, Jack. His autobiography, The Heart of a Tin Man, was released in 2000. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, he didn't have... He went on to do films and stuff. They all did, but I didn't really include them in it. I just kind of included, like, the last few years and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Um, so, Bert Law, he married twice. His first wife had a lot of mental health problems that left her hospitalised. This then created a complicated relationship with his second wife as he had legal problems with getting a divorce in New York. This led to her getting tired and getting with another man whom she later married. Bert was heartbroken. He had three children in his life, a son Herbert with his first wife and a son John and daughter Jane with his second wife. John later wrote a news article explaining that growing up he never saw, wait, yeah, John, his son, Bert's son, sorry. Yeah. Later wrote a news article explaining that growing up he never saw one Oz-related memento or image and Bert was plagued with anxiety throughout his life. Which is kind of sad, actually, that it was such a big part of his life and he never, like, had anything for his kids to show. Mm. So it interests me in the sense that was that a bad part of his life that he didn't want to remember? But Possibly. You, yeah, you never know. Um, so yeah, Bert died in 1967. He was filming a movie at the time. His cause of death was listed as pneumonia. However, he had succumbed to cancer, a disease he never knew he had. Right. Which is quite sad. Well, yeah, anybody who gets cancer is pretty yeah. sad. Yeah. Um, and then Ray as well. Ray Bolger. He was married to Gwendolyn Rickard for more than 57 years. They never had children. He was diagnosed with bladder cancer in 1986 and died in 1987. So he had a quick diagnosis to death. 
Ray was the last surviving main credited cast member of The Wizard of Oz and was the only one at Judy's funeral where he sang Over the Rainbow with the composer of the song, Harold Arlen. They were the last to leave after the service at Judy. Uh-huh. Which I think was like a really sweet thing to obviously sing her song and then he was the, like one of the last people to leave. Like you can clearly yeah, yeah. see how much... Like, even all the cast members, when they said they stayed friends, you can clearly see how much they cared for each other. Yeah. Which then goes into Margaret Hamilton. So, obviously, Margaret Hamilton was the Wicked Witch of the West. She married Paul Boynton in 1931. Obviously, The Wizard of Oz came out. Yeah. Her acting career developed when her marriage started to fail. They divorced in 1938. They had a son, Hamilton, born in 1936, whom she raised on her own, and she never remarried. She, however, remained a lifelong friend of Ray's. Mm-hmm. After The Wizard of Oz, Margaret went on to become a teacher, and she did, for the rest of her life, she did quite a lot of lectures, and when I say went on to become a teacher, she genuinely was a teacher. Are you okay there? Yeah. Are you tired? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm just showing it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she she was a teacher for the rest of her life. She didn't really do that many more movies. She just put good things back into the world in other senses, yeah. other than creating movies. Um. But yeah, she later developed Alzheimer's disease and died in her sleep of a heart attack in 1985. Right. So obviously. All of the cast of The Wizard of Oz, like the main cast, have died now. Yeah. They yeah. all had tragic lives in a way, actually. Mm. So, yeah. And there was just a lot of things that went on behind the scenes. The movie was kind of plagued with a lot of things that went wrong, going through so many directors to abuse, allegations, um, people that basically got poisoned by the costumes and the makeup then they couldn't even eat they couldn't even sit down the movie was kind of kind of plagued from the beginning yeah and then it didn't really get much better for some people after the movie even ended other than the fact that it is no. a really successful movie it's a very good movie and obviously there have been sequels that have happened since then which has taken a, actually a long time to happen. I think they've been trying to get sequels yeah. for quite a while um, soon after the movie, but then it didn't happen until like the 1980s. Right. So you're talking another 40 years later, yeah, which yeah. is quite a long time actually for a sequel. So yeah, but that's all the notes that I have. Um, going through everything with The Wizard of Oz. I hope I did it justice. Um, with hope so. Yeah, tried to do as much research as possible. I also, like, there was loads more that I could have included. I just didn't want to... Overdo it. Yeah, and I didn't want to make it boring and just be dragged on. But I wanted to at least, like, mention everyone's lives as well, like, personally, what they yeah. went through and stuff. So, yeah. um, Some ended in tragedy. Obviously, they all ended up... They're all, like, passed away now, but... Oh, yeah. Some of them... Came had... out in 1939, but yeah. obviously some of them had early deaths. Yeah, so. and some of them are decent lives, and yeah. they live long, happy lives. Some of them didn't, but yeah. Life goes. Yeah, 
I hope I've done it justice. I mean, next week I will not be in this position. I will be reacting. Yeah, my Which, episode next week. Yeah, I'm quite excited for it. So, yeah, do you want to reveal what we're going to be doing next week? Uh, no, I don't. You don't? It's going to be a surprise. You're going to keep it a secret. That is fine. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. I'm excited for it, though. I don't actually know a lot about the topic next week. However, I'm really excited to hear about it. Because you do pull out some really good, interesting facts. Yeah, random. Yeah. Well, I remember him. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just need to remember to write him down. You'll have him in like the depths of your head, and then they'll just like come out, and then I'm, oh my god, that's insane! I never even knew that. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited. I could just be sat in silence for an hour, and then come out with a fact that goes on for about twenty minutes. Yeah, definitely. And um, I have all my notes here, but I have quite a few episodes that we're gonna look into in the future because we've had quite a few ideas together haven't we this week yes as well we've had a busy week obviously getting everything ready um uploading our first episode um getting more topics trying to figure mm -hmm. out what we're gonna do getting a better setup as well yeah so you guys can all see us and yeah and it's still gonna be improving from yeah. there on Different microphone pop filters, so you can't hear us spitting at the microphones. Yeah, even though we don't. Yeah, we don't actually spit at the microphone. <laughs> no, obviously enough. not. Imagine. But, but there, it uh, makes a difference. Yes, it does make a difference. Makes so, a yeah. big difference. Very exciting. I'm excited to do another episode. I've got one episode I'm really excited for. I don't actually think I've told you about it yet, but we have already no, watched a documentary on probably it. Probably haven't. I'm not going to say it on here, but we'll see. But yeah, I w we've actually watched a documentary on it already, and it's actually really interesting. Well, it is to me. I hope it is to other people. But I right. am excited. Somebody's for you. made a documentary about it. It's got to be kind of interesting. Yeah, that's very true. So yeah, but I am excited for your episode next week because I don't yeah. really know a lot about it, and I want you to like obviously want to like listen to it. So yeah. Yeah. So, so right, one minute. Let me get everything like shut down properly so yeah do you want to say bye to the people do you want me to say bye to the people yeah true i will say bye to the people then so you have I'll been... also say bye i'm not i'm not just leaving i'm gonna say no, no, no. <laughs> but i mean like saying the little paragraph yeah <laughs> so you have been listening to mysteries conspiracies and random shit with mads and cam thank you so much for joining us today our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify where you can check us out and more episodes as we release them because i the second episode. But our first episode is available. It's on Mandela Effects. I thought about that before I said it, so I said it right because I've been listening to the <laughs> podcast this week and the amount of times I say it wrong is pissing me off. So I can imagine it pisses you off as well. So yeah. <laughs> that it does. Yeah. Oh, it's so embarrassing. Honestly, I can never get like I can't can't go through one day without not getting a word wrong. Even with this, honestly, it's just not on. But anyway, terrible. <laughs> no, honestly, it is. Um. Oh God, we upload a new podcast every Wednesday, so make sure to subscribe for more episodes. Follow whatever the button is, so you get notified whenever we next upload and never miss an episode. There's gonna be. Yeah, just whatever it's going to be around the screen, somewhere. We'll just do a circle. There you go. It will be somewhere in this vicinity. Up there, to, to your right, man. 
that way. Oh, Other way. You're right. Yeah. Up there. Up there. To, to the right a bit. Like, oh god. Oh my god, this is so weird. Up here. No. Yeah, but now you can't see your finger on the... <laughs> Look at your camera on the I'm... screen, man. It's opposite. Yeah, I know. Like up there? Yeah. Okay. To the right. <laughs> oh, bloody hell, bloody hell. We'll get this right at one point. Um, But yeah, we upload a new podcast every Wednesday. If you want to check it out, we will put all our links down below because not the actual links, like the usernames for them are mysteries conspiracies some of them have the actual full title in the facebook one does because it allowed that many characters so yeah but i will link them all down below our instagram page as well we upload digital files on every episode so you can see physical photos of everything which is at mysteries conspiracies these will facebook page because they're linked yeah if you want to check those out as well so you can follow along um we have a Patreon where this full episode will be. We have clips of us as well, which will be on our YouTube channel. The link for that will be down below as well. Um, but yeah, I hope you've enjoyed listening to this. If you want to send us any feedback, anything like that, any Any ways we can improve, any yeah. ways we can make the cameras better, I don't know. Yeah, because honestly, like... You might know more we're, than us. we're not at that level yet, let's be no, honest. I, I, I thought this was pretty good as far as amateur work goes. Yeah, it's not that bad. But yeah, if you want any feedback, you can email us. It's mysteriesconspiracies at outlook.com or you can message us on Instagram. All of our links will be in the description box, as I've just said. So you can check us out. And once again thank you so much for listening we really really do appreciate it we get excited every single time that we check the listeners and all the little like uh, no. analytics and everything analytics analytics i call it analytics clearly say it wrong again um but yeah thank you so much for listening it really really actually does mean a lot to us like sincerely and yeah do you want to say bye same bye. Right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening. I'll see you later. Bye bye. <laughs>